Welcome back to He Leadeth Me, a spiritual formation podcast for focused staff, students, and friends. I'm your host, Jessica, Manager of Spiritual Formation for Focus. And in today's episode, we are going to do question and answer with Dr. Joseph Hallcraft. Dr. Hallcraft is a professor and director of the High Calling Program with the Avila Institute. And he is the co-host to Awaken, a bi-weekly podcast on Real Presence Radio. He earned his BA and MA from the Franciscan University of Steubenville and received his PhD from Graduate Theological Foundation with studies completed at Oxford University. So Dr. Holcroft, it's a great pleasure to be able to talk with you this morning. Thank you for joining us. Yes, well, it's great to be with you, Jessica. Certainly, uh, I'm looking forward to this uh, topic and I appreciate the invitation. Thank you. So to start things off, could you tell us a little bit about the Avila Institute and specifically the Higher Calling Program? Yeah, so the Avila Institute was started approximately 12 years ago, and uh, it was started because of the demand for spiritual direction. Uh, Dr. Anthony Lillis and Dan Burke, who many of our listeners probably know, they were writing books in the area of, of the spiritual life, spiritual theology, spiritual direction, and they started a blog called spiritualdirection.com and it just took off. Uh, the demand was so high that it actually led to subsequent seminars where uh, and webinars where hundreds of people were showing up uh, to then what ultimately led to an institute where we now offer formal programming in the area of spiritual theology, spiritual direction, um, and, 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 and so on. So uh, really, the, the Avila Institute was birthed because of the demand for spiritual direction, spiritual theology. And what is the Higher Calling Program? Yeah, so in 2016, uh, Archbishop Gomez from Los Angeles reached out to uh, Dr. Anthony Lillis and Dan Burke to pull the faculty together to put together a program that essentially would help men better discern, men in that a pre-acceptance phase, if you will, men who were intentional in the discernment but needed some more formal formation, right? So as the Avila Institute is, everything we do is online. Um, the uh, High Calling Program is a live online program for discernment formation where men gather one night a week to be formed by some of the top professors in the country. I mean, we are blessed um, to have some of the professors and instructors we have, Father Bonavis Hicks, Father Haggerty, Father Bachansky, Dr. Maravelli, Dr. Salini, and, and many others, just blessed to have um, the team we have. So for 12 uh, modules, in 12 modules, each module lasting three weeks where the guys gather for one night a week, they receive formation from some of the top professors uh, in the country. Um, and again, a lot of these men who join us are um, men who are you know, thinking more critically about their discernment, intentional discernment, uh, maybe even thinking about applications. So we accompany men through that process. And so the men just, they, they receive so much enrichment and, and fellowship as well. They get to know other guys discerning across the country. This past year, we worked with 37 dioceses and 90 plus men, um, all of these men getting to know each other. So it's just a blessing uh, for all of them and, and really for everyone involved. 
Yeah, I think this program is just amazing and will be so fruitful as it continues to grow and help men discern their vocation to the priesthood. I travel throughout the country visiting focus campuses for retreats and other events. And so often the students and the missionaries have questions about discerning God's will. They are in a time in their lives when they have the most that they need to discern. They're discerning some of the biggest questions uh, and the biggest decisions that they'll ever make. And one of those big decisions is vocation. And what I found is that some of them can get really stressed out about it because they don't have any guidance about how they should pray and how they should move forward in discerning the priesthood religious life. And so recently I was at our summer projects location in Georgia. And again, I was sitting around with the students and they were asking me all kinds of questions about vocational discernment. And having just recently spoken with you, I thought this was a wonderful opportunity to pose to you their questions about vocational discernment. So I had them put all their questions into a Google document I have them here, and I thought that we would just fire away and give you some of these questions. Awesome. All right. So with that, let's jump on in. First question that was on the document, which I think is probably the most common question that is asked Mm. about vocational discernment, is how do you know if it's God calling you to enter the seminary or religious life versus your own mind? Yeah, Jessica, when I hear that question, the first thing I think of is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. And I would actually like to read that um, to kind of get this discussion started. Mm-hmm. And I want our listeners to, to listen to these words from St. Paul. This is, the, again, Romans 12, chapter, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Well, what are we to draw from this passage? Uh, Well, (laughs) the, the, the very thing that we think is getting in the way, that is our mind, is the very thing that God desires to renew. Right, this, this faculty by which God reveals himself to us. Certainly we often, Jessica, speak of the heart, but also the mind, right? This is why St. Mm-hmm. Paul says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Well, how do you do this? A couple of things I think to pay close attention to. First is the opening verse. You know, when you interpret sacred scripture, you always have to interpret it in context, right? And so a lot of people might focus on verse two, where it focuses in on the renewal of your mind. But what about the opening verse? I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. You know, when you talk about worship, Jessica, what are you talking about but prayer? Um, if we're going to understand this passage, and really if we're going to understand a sermon, we have to first understand prayer as conversation with God, yes, as many of the spiritual masters like to talk about it, but, as, but also as courtship. Mm-hmm. Um, because once we understand prayer as courtship, we can then better understand that prayer is this 24-7, 365 uh, gig that we are called to enter into God 
each and every day. I'm reminded of a story when there was a couple who was married for 75 years and the question was posed to them. They were given a keynote address at a conference. So the question was posed to them, you know, how did you do it? I think we were all kind of on pins and needles waiting to hear what they had to say. And I remember um, the wife, you know, 90 plus years old, she kind of very, very uh, fragilely walks to the podium and grabs the microphone and says, we're still getting to know each other. We're still mm-hmm. getting to know each other. And the husband then grabs the microphone and says, and she surprises me every day. Wow. I, that <laughs> encounter for me really just kind of blew up my understanding of prayer when I was a young man, because from that point on, once I made the correlation between prayer as courtship and St. Paul's words, you know, from first Thessalonians five seventeen to pray without ceasing, I was then able to better understand that. Yeah. Prayer is a 24 7, 365 gig where God is constantly surprising us every day. And so, once we understand prayer as, as, as conversation with God, once we understand prayer as God constantly wanting to reveal Himself in all that we do, we can then better understand, I think, this first verse, right? This, this verse from Romans chapter 12, verse 1, that calls us to offer all that we do to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him. So here I'm sitting at a desk. This desk is my altar, right? If I'm a mechanic, that engine is my altar. I'm offering everything I do to God. And this is the prayer. No doubt we need the formal prayer. And this is what the the Catholic church gives us in the mass, first and foremost, the liturgy of the hours, the rosary, so on and so forth. But that formal prayer informs the rest of our day in those and all of those other uh, moments of our day where we begin to see that Jessica, every moment is charged with divine circumstance. Every moment is, is pregnant with eternal significance. Um, and so again, bring this back to the question, you know, how do you know if it's God calling you to enter this assembly versus your own mind? Once we understand that this is not our humanity versus God, but how in our humanity, God reveals himself, we can then better get at this question because once we understand that who we are as sons of God called to offer ourselves to God in our humanity, it kind of turns inside out for us, right? And I think that's a beautiful truth that the spiritual masters give us. We have to remember that the human person really is a question. One of the great lines from John Paul II, the human person is a question and Jesus is the answer. So Jesus on the cross reveals that our manhood, who we are as sons of God, at least, you know, manhood speaking as men discerning called the priesthood. Once we understand that our manhood rises to its potential in light of what we see on the cross, then we can better understand what discernment is all about, right? Mm-hmm. We, we discover our vocation to the extent that we turn our humanity over to Jesus in prayer and charity, to the extent that uh, we embrace personal conversion, to the extent that we um, allow God to speak to us more freely through our humanity, which is to say, you know, when we are imprisoned by sin, what happens? You know, God's voice is muffled. But when we are pursuing Jesus, it is clear. And maybe as just a closing point to this question, 
if I may, Jessica. Yes. As a kind of arc over this whole time, you know, that we have together, we have to understand that discernment of one's vocation is always, always, always first a response to knowing ourselves as being loved by the Father and desiring to respond to that love. And what's the passage that comes to us from 1 John? I made to think of 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. You know, love then consists in this, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us first, right? You know, we fear his call because we forget that we are loved by him or we feel overwhelmed, like even someone like St. Joseph did, right? If, if, if a man who is discerning <laughs> feels less of a human being because of fear and being overwhelmed, remember, you're in the company of St. Joseph. But what did St. Joseph do? He opened himself up to God. He radically trusted in God. And ultimately, what was that passage from Romans chapter 12, verse 2, right? He found the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Um, the yeah. foundation of all discernment is the grace of being open to the will of God for our lives because we know he loves us and we can begin to trust him and his plan for us as it is revealed to us over time. Yes, well, and I love that you're framing vocational discernment in terms of growth in relationship with the Lord and renewing your mind. Um, I think that a lot of our students, when they pray about their vocations, they get kind of caught up with, I just need a yes or no answer. And I wish yeah, that God yeah. would tell me what he wants me to do so I can just do it. And they miss that some of the point of vocational discernment is growing in relationship with God and learning how to pray, learning how God reveals himself to us. So with that in mind, we have a question here about prayer. Uh, this person says, when I pray about my vocation, I just ask God to make it clear to me. Do you have any other tips on how to pray about your vocation? Yeah. Um, thank you for that question. It's a beautiful question and a very important question in lieu of what we're talking about. I would, would suggest to you that in, in my interactions with men across the country, the biggest block in discernment, quite simply, is that men don't pray enough. Mm. We cannot be afraid to spend a lot of time before the Blessed Sacrament. We cannot be afraid to offer ourselves as a willing sacrifice, uh, as we've already spoken to it, even in, in the form of fasting, right? Because once we go deep in our relationship with God, out from our friendship with him, what does St. Teresa of Avila say? All good prayer starts by calling Jesus your friend, right? Out from your friendship with God will uh, one increase in their understanding and trust of God. So what I really invite all the men to do is to really um, challenge themselves, right? I, I, we have to challenge ourselves each and every day to be a better Christian, a better Catholic for a man discerning, uh, make sure you are carving out a large block of time. We're putting prayer in the context of courtship. If you're courting, you know, a gal, are you going to only give her five, 10 minutes of your day? A lot of people say, mm -hmm. we'll start with five, 10 minutes. Okay. I get that. <laughs> right. But if you're seriously courting a gal, I would suggest it's going to be more than five, 10 minutes. We're courting Jesus Christ, right? We need to give him the time he deserves. And so we yes. have to be mindful of that. Second, I would say, be sure that you are frequenting confession and, and going to mass regularly, right? We have to pay attention to the word of God. When we go to mass, uh, many men have shared with me, Jessica, that it's just by going to maybe 
a Wednesday morning mass where upon hearing the reading, the Lord spoke to them profoundly. Well, that wouldn't have happened if they didn't go to mass. So it's going to mass, receiving the Eucharist, but also allow the word of God to speak to you. We clamor, we don't hear him, but do we open up the word of God, right? So this is very important to listen. And when you talk about prayer, Jessica, something that's really important and it's, it's rooted in sacred scripture is that prayer as it's conversation with God, it's listening to God, right? And in fact, the word faith, it comes from a Hebrew word that means firm response or responsive listening. This mm-hmm. is what Paul is talking about in Romans 1, 5 and Romans, what is it, uh, 16, 25, when he's talking about the obedience of faith. It's the obedience that springs from faith. Faith is responsive listening. And obedience of faith and obedience comes to the Latin obadire to listen. So by praying, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, increase my faith. You're going to go deeper in your faith, deeper in your walk with God, deeper in your prayer life, and God will reveal himself. Third, something I think is very, very important, Jessica, is getting a spiritual director. Find uh, someone who you can trust, someone who, who can lead you into the heart of the church into the space that will allow you to see what you need to see. I mean, we all need good spiritual direction, right? Pope Benedict XVI said, if you're serious about holiness, if you're serious about your vocation, get a spiritual director. (laughs) So this is what we need to do. And it's not to say that, you know, we're again, you know, less formed or less of a person. No, I mean, the reason why we, we, we go to mass and we go to confession is not because we're holy. It's because we lack holiness, right? We need more Mm -hmm. of God and we need, more formation. We need more direction. I mean, we can be heading in the right direction in a car, but maybe we don't know our back right light, uh, lights out, right? Someone needs to let us know, hey, you want to take a right, but your back light lights out, uh, your back light, uh, right lights out, and, and you, you, you know, the person behind you doesn't see. Spiritual direction is there to tell you, hey, look to your left, look to your right. They're not making, the spiritual director is never going to make the decision for you. That's not the role of spiritual direction, but to guide you deeper into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, where, where you can hear our Lord more clearly. So spiritual director is very important, certainly surrounding yourself with holy friends and holy conversation, holy friends and, and, and holy conversation, I'm convinced, leads to holy deeds, leads to holy charity, leads to all things uh, to sanctity and holiness. So I would highly, highly recommend um, holy friends and also, we have to be proactive, Jessica. Um, if, if you are thinking about discernment, talk with a vocation director. Um, go to a come and see weekend uh, 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 you know, with a religious community. Be proactive. I mean, you know, I, I've, I know people who have been discerning quite literally for 15 years. At some point, you need to make a decision, right? The Holy Spirit is active. Love itself is an action verb. Verb. We need to make sure that we are taking the necessary steps. It's not to undermine in any way, shape, or form what we've already hinted at, hinted at, Jessica, which is being patient, right, um, and allowing ourselves to um, be formed by God by better listening to God. But as we listen to God, He calls us to act, right. And so, a very simple action is to start a conversation with a vocation director. A vocation director, and I work with all of them across the country all the time. It's my job. They're not going to force you to do anything they don't want you to do, right? And I think that's a big fear. Well, if I talk with a vocation director, then that's kind of the end game for me. I'm in. No, no, that's not what it's about, right? They're there to journey with you, 
right? So between a spiritual director and a vocation director, uh, which would include a vocation director at a religious community, they are called, and I know many of them, and they're beautiful, beautiful priests and beautiful, beautiful men called to draw you closer to Jesus Christ and let you know whether or not, you know, God's calling you. It's your decision. But again, people there to help you is very important. And just, I would say to the question lastly, then Jessica, and I've really already spoken to it, is, is just be patient with yourself. Right? Yes. Be patient with yourself. Um, and the thing of it is, is, you know, I, I deal with 24 year olds, 28 year olds, 40 year olds, right? Um, the 24 year olds been thinking about it for 10 year olds. The 40 year olds been thinking about it for a year. You know, so God speaks to us at different points in our, our lifetime. And, and when he does and he calls you forth to think more critically about the priesthood, be patient. If you take the steps that I'm detailing right now, really, this is just the wisdom of the church. I, I'm not coming up with anything new per se, but just drawing from the saints and the, and the wisdom of the church. Um, if you take these steps, then you will take, you know, the necessary step to uh, hear that clear voice, right? We all want the, uh, we all want the post-it note as you were <laughs> suggesting earlier, right? But that's just not how God works. Um, and what would be the fun about that anyways, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the journey uh, is in the adventure and the adventures in the journey. So anyhow, um, these are my suggestions uh, to, to that answer, to that question either. That is, that's such a great point, especially that we need somebody walking with us. We need someone to be guiding us. Spiritual direction is just crucial to vocational discernment. Now, I think we have time for one more question here, and maybe we'll set up another interview to go over more questions because we have a plethora here. But let's look at this question. If I'm attracted to both the priesthood and marriage, can I discern both at the same time? Or do I need to stop dating if I want to discern the priesthood? Yeah, well, let's just uh, take <laughs> the image that we were just talking about with respect to courtship again, Jessica. Um, you cannot court two people at the same time. Right? Uh, courtship is a matter of pursuing, right? Uh, and, and within the context of the priesthood, how can one possibly pursue uh, that kind of relationship with Jesus that is needed for the priesthood to better discern if one is going to be dating, right? Um, and if a man comes to me, Jessica, and says, I, I, you know, I just, um, I'm, I'm really, it's really like this gal, and I think I'm called, well, you know, then, then, then pursue the gal with our Lord and let mm-hmm. our Lord speak to you. But if you come to me, and this has happened quite a bit, Oh, the Lord is really speaking in my heart right now. And I've had this girlfriend, but the Lord is really speaking. Well, maybe just maybe God is calling you to break up with her so as to pursue, because one thing that I am convinced of, you cannot do both both at the same time. You cannot do both at the same time. Um, It's actually could even be uh, harmful, you know, in in a relationship if you're being called. And, And so it's very important to be honest, very honest. If you're a man who's with a, with a gal and you feel this call, you know, you need, you need to be honest, but again, conversely, if, if you were just feeling you, you need to court this gal, then do so. You know, I, I highly recommend it. You know, I know a priest friend who, when the men entered into the seminary, he asked them to open their wallets and <laughs> like, okay, 
is, uh, and this is the seminary, right? So they've been accepted. Is if, if there's a picture of a formal girlfriend and if it's there for the wrong reasons, dispose of it, mm. you know, cause you, you can't be here, you know, with, with that reminder, you, ha- you have to at some point make that decision and to die that death, right. To, 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 to grieve what could have been, but a healthy grief, right. Something else in line with this, we have to understand if I desire both marriage and the priesthood as, as a young man, that's a good thing. That's a healthy thing. We need healthy priests, you know, because marriage of course is a beautiful vocation and done well and right is, is, is a healthy way of, of becoming a saint. Obviously this is what the church has ordained, but in saying that we have to understand that yes, at some point, if God has called you to this higher calling, then indeed you have to die that death. Um, so as to pursue our Lord. Yes. Well, it's like, uh, you've been saying it's like a courtship. And, uh, once you've decided, I think God might be calling me to discern this. You have to do it with your whole heart. Um, now I think we're going to wrap things up for today, but if you are looking at this podcast episode on focus equip, In the description of the episode, we have provided a link to the website for the Higher Calling program. If you are a young man interested in discerning the priesthood, we highly recommend that you check out their website and consider applying for this program. Dr. Hallcroft, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope we can have you back again in the future. Yeah, it was a great joy being with you, Jessica. And I know I, I, I feel like we hardly scratched the surface. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We'll just have to do it again. <laughs> yes, I, I, I look forward to that. And to, if I may, just in the closing seconds, if there is a guy who's discerning out there, um, as I've walked with many, many men, um, I could not encourage enough this program that, um, again, I like I said, I just scratched the surface. Uh, this is a program where, you know, you, you go snorkeling, you want to know about discernment, you go snorkeling, you dive into the deep, and it would be well worth your while, well worth your while. Absolutely. I agree with you. So please, if you are listening and you're a man discerning the priesthood, check out that link, Higher Calling Program. Thank you, Dr. Hallcroft, for joining us today. Thank you, Jessica. Oh,